4: Hi, this is Dana Perkins, and you're listening to Switched On, the BNEF podcast. As promised, we have another interview from one of our BNEF summits. This one is from our Munich event a couple of weeks ago in May. Colin McCarriker, head of advanced transport at BNEF, interviews Irina Fage, head of climate strategy and circular economy at BMW Group. They discuss what it takes to design a circular economy vehicle. Irina is engaged with setting the strategic roadmap for making BMW's products sustainable, and she looks at how to reduce CO2, resource consumption, and biodiversity loss, among other things. In Colin and Irina's discussion today, they focus on several aspects of the automotive supply chain, from green steel to high-quality artificial leather, as well as localization of manufacturing and the associated emissions. As a reminder, BNEF does not provide investment or strategy advice, and we have a more complete disclaimer at the end of the show. And if you want to find out more about BNEF's summits, head to about.bnef.com forward slash summit. And also, for those who are interested to hear more about how transportation is changing, our next show will focus on BNEF's electric vehicle outlook. And now let's listen to Colin's conversation with Irina from BMW.
3: Hello, everyone, and thank you to Irene for joining us on this. Thank you so much. So, we hear a lot about electric vehicle adoption, but we all know that sustainability is more than just switching out the drivetrain. And so, in your role at BMW, is there a kind of big three or big five set of things you think about beyond the drivetrain when we talk about a sustainable vehicle or a circular economy vehicle?
2: So, to be clear, the first thing you do obviously is you change the drivetrain. But when you change the drivetrain, This means that emissions go from your scope three downstream. So from the use phase, they go to your supply chain. So the emissions in the supply chain actually increase because of the high CO2 footprint of the battery. So it becomes much more important to decarbonize your supply chain. It's the largest part that remains when you have an electric vehicle. That means you look into what can you do together with your supplier. You ask your supplier to use Green energy, for example, that's the easiest part of it. Usually in countries where you have green energy, you put that in the contract and actually we have a new criteria for choosing a supplier based on CO2, for example. So they know that it's important to us when we look into to choose which supplier that we choose also on the criteria of CO2. You change gray heat to green heat. That's the next thing you do. And then it comes into processes like producing steel. We try to get green steel. We try to get steel made with hydrogen, for example. And then it gets more complicated and complex when it comes to going circular, to introducing new materials into the car, for example, bio-based materials. And there you have like a range of possibilities, for example, when you want to get rid of leather, which we already decided to do. We are also looking into leather-free options for BMW. And those options obviously should be much more attractive than a conventional plastic leather. So it should be an alternative that is bio-based, that has an attractive appeal. There you can look into dozens of different materials just for leather. So imagine all the materials that you have in a car and you try to substitute them with other materials, bio-based materials. There you need a totally new research into these materials and into how you can actually apply these materials.
3: One of the things as you go through that list that I'm struck by is just how many new kind of fast moving things you have to be on top of, right? If we look back in the history of the automobile, yes, there are these adjacent industries, but the touch points are relatively straightforward. And now it feels like the boundary conditions of what you have to draw a circle around or a box around and say, I have to worry about this. That's gone way, way up, both in complexity and in sheer scope. How do you approach that in your group specifically and then just generally from an automobile industry perspective?
2: So in my group, what we actually do is we set the goals for the company-wide goals. And then these company-wide goals are translated into car-specific goals. So like every product line gets a CO2 target for the supply chain that they uh, need to abide by. And then the product line, together with purchasing they look into what kind of materials can they buy in order to fulfill this target? How much hydrogen still do they need to buy? What do they do with the battery? How many secondary materials they need to use in order to reach that CO2 target? So it's actually, it's an optimization task between engineering and purchasing in order to fulfill these targets. And uh, what we also see at the moment is secondary material targets actually, I mean, they buy into the CO2 target at the same time, but I think you need both because for some materials, it's just also important not only to look into CO2, but to go beyond, to reduce your footprint also in terms of mining. The less mining you need, the better it is, right? So, and even if it's not only for the CO2 footprint, um, you try to reduce your overall ecological footprint.
3: When you set up the team that needs to deliver that. Again, I think back to auto purchasing departments in the past, you didn't really have to understand how steel was made to buy a part. Do you have to change the sort of the people and the composition of the team in order to do this well now?
2: Absolutely. So for example, we have a new team in purchasing right now that only takes care of sustainability. They look into CO2, they look into all the ESG criteria. So they look into toxicity of materials. They look into social aspects of the supply chain. They look into biodiversity. So it's extremely broad, the knowledge that you need. And it's a totally different knowledge that usually someone who's in the purchasing department would have.
3: Yeah, I imagine that attracts a very different group uh, as well. So when you then think about all these different suppliers, so we've sort of expanded the scope of what, what you care about and have to think about and have to consider in the purchasing. Automakers have had typically very good visibility of their tier one suppliers, and maybe tier two, and then a little bit beyond there, it gets kind of fuzzier. But what you're talking about now is is really trying to decarbonize all the way up the supply chain, in some cases to the mine head for raw materials. How do you ensure that you have that visibility in those processes to say, look, it can't just be a black box above one of our suppliers. So how do, you, how do you ensure that you have that visibility up the supply chain?
2: You usually make a list of uh, materials that you consider to be the most problematic ones and those you try to control yourself directly. So either it's owned by us directly or we try to go there at least ourselves directly and look into what the mine is really doing. It's basically categorized in terms of how dangerous that material is and how much do you really need to look into it Yourself, because otherwise you can't rely on it safely.
0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express.
3: the, the immediate next thing I think about is the sequencing of it. So it feels like the electric mobility part of it is that's kind of now. Everybody's going full speed on that. You talk to any automaker, there's nobody who's asking questions about whether that's gonna happen now. It's all just about the speed and how it's varied by different markets and the, the, the battery sizes and things. But what are the other things in your wheelhouse that are sort of in the five-year horizon, the 10-year horizon, the twenty-year horizon, or I guess also the the right now time frame.
2: So the right now definitely is our own production. So what we ourselves have the responsibility for. We have a, a goal of minus eighty percent per car until twenty thirty for our own scope one and two emissions. That means a radical decarbonization of our own plants by using green energy and green heat, we're going to have uh, a plant that is, that uses only CO2 free energy. So there's only a very, very small residual emissions from a special process that you can't get rid of, but it's basically a CO2 free plant in Debrezen that we will going to have for our new class. So that's also to show our suppliers, hey, it's possible. You can do that. You can have a plant that does not emit any CO2. But that's of course only possible when you start from scratch. For our existing plants, we try to shift away from natural gas, for example, as fast as we can. We try to get green energy wherever possible. We have an energy concept for every plant. So depending on where the plant is located. We look whether it makes sense to have solar or wind or geothermal is a big thing also for heat. So we're strongly looking into geothermal energy. There is a wide variety of things that we are doing for our own plants. And then when it comes to the supply chain, what we are doing right now is that we we tell our suppliers what's important to us. Just as I said, that they need to go down in their CO2 footprint. And also when we buy uh, primary materials, for example, we have looked into nickel. And the CO2 emissions per ton of nickel, it varies by a factor of two to three, depending on, on where the mine is located and what kind of mining process you have. So even if you mine a primary material, there's a lot of room for buying more sustainable than, than other nickel. Even the best thing, of course, to do is to, to get secondary nickel. But as we know, as battery production is ramping up so strongly. You can't only rely on secondary material, there's going to be a strong share of primary in there. So you need to look into how can I actually ensure that the primary material that is in my car is the most sustainable primary material.
3: That makes sense. How are those conversations received with some of your suppliers? Cause some of them are very large, very well capitalized, publicly listed companies. And some of them are, are family owned mom and pop shops and their capability to, to pivot is very different. How do those conversations go?
2: I think that's a very good point, but it not only depends on their ability, it also strongly depends on their culture. Mm-hmm. And that's also what we see internally, right? It, it depends on whether you want to or you don't want to. There are still some suppliers who think, oh, that's going to pass. We we'll just wait and it's going to pass. But it's not going to pass, right? So I think it's a cultural issue and, and for some it's easier to change than for others. I think change definitely comes both from the top as well as from the bottom that's what i also perceive within our company that it's you see a lot of change happening also everywhere i think everything that you do and when it's it's a mindset question how you approach that topic it's not just any topic it's something that either concerns you or it doesn't concern you and i think it's it's very hard if a company just sticks to oh we need to do that because they want us to do that i, I think a company that intrinsically wants to do it has a much better chance in succeeding long-term.
3: So that's a good message to any part suppliers out there. It's not going away. It's not a fad. (laughs) This is a long-term commitment that's being made. You touched on this briefly, but we often end up in these very specific discussions about CO2 and and measuring everything in, in CO2. And there's there's good reasons for that. In some ways, that's a, a fungible sort of understandable unit across across industries. But there's also a lot of other environmental and sustainability concerns, so ocean health or biodiversity. You touched on that in the leather, the point about leather. Can you just expand a bit about how you how you think about those non-CO2 related ones? Because some of those are a bit harder to measure, or maybe the, me- the ways we measure them are not as far advanced as we have on CO2 emissions from, say, electric power.
2: Yeah a lot of issues are hard to grasp and it's very diverse. So let's look into plastics, for example, is big discussion out there on plastics and how can we reduce plastic waste. Of course, we also think of, of how can we put plastics out there back into our cars. We'll be looking to could it be ocean plastics that we put back in there? So we have a lot of exploration of, of what is possible, and and I think there's so many startups out there that are looking into all these different fields that we are cooperating with. So I think we need to look way beyond CO two, and we need to look into where does that material really come from? How is it produced? How is it sourced? And how can we really reduce the overall footprint also on biodiversity for example that's i think one of the big issues for leather going leather was not only the methane emissions but also the big biodiversity issue around how leather is produced and and where it's produced leather is one of the the materials that's hard to source sustainably and so we we also try to avoid materials where it's very hard to source them sustainably so either kind of with them up or you try to source them sustainably and and the later is more difficult to do actually. so I I think everything that you can avoid upfront is not there to secure in your supply chain. So we need to have a very strong group that works together between engineering and our purchasing department so that we don't have these materials in the car that are problematic.
3: I think that's a very important point because it's not just about saying, Here's the car. Now, piece by piece, we have to swap it out because some of those get difficult, right? So then you need to go back and design something that designs around the ones that, you know, are, are more problematic.
0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at Select Business Merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com businessgoldcard business gold card.
5: You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds.
3: You sort of had a a request there, or or maybe I made it into a request for the supply chain. I want to come back to to green steel, because that's something we've been talking a bit about. It seems like automakers can be the sort of thin edge of the wedge in catalyzing a green steel industry. They can help show that there's demand and that it's it's a viable approach. Do you have anything you'd like to share on the challenges? Because BMW has made some aggressive announcements, very positive on trying to create a market for green steel and the automotive sector as have a few other automakers anything you want to comment on the journey on trying to get more green steel into cars
2: i mean we try to put that into the contracts and we try to get the material as as, as best as we can but it's i mean those are long-term investments so uh, so it might also take time and we are kind of dependent on the decarbonization of these industries like we, we can try to invest there in terms of uh, paying maybe a little more per ton of steel we can give an incentive by signaling that's what we are interested in, but still we are kind of dependent on on what is happening in these sectors. so I think we need to work very closely together also with suppliers. That's why we are also investing in some future technologies where we think that is important for decarbonization. I think it's it's only possible by means of cooperation.
3: We talked a lot about all these different areas that you're tackling, and I, I want to ask a question about factors are clearly shaping the way BMW makes cars and the way you design cars and the way you do purchasing, do they at some point start to influence where you make cars, not just the car you make, but where you locate a plant? Do the sustainability factors around, say, a decarbonized grid or access to clean, green produced batteries nearby, do those start to affect where you make the car or does that still get overwhelmed by decisions around tariffs or labor costs and those sorts of things?
2: So localization strategy is a very complex issue and there are like a hundred things that you consider. But definitely sustainability is one aspect that, that we look into and that aspect is getting more important. Also in terms of getting independent from, from certain supplier countries and also of, of having a, a secure supply coming into your plants that is kind of diversified and not only dependent on one or two countries. So I think reducing this dependency is is one of the big issues. And that goes hand in hand usually with with sustainability.
3: So Irina, we could talk about many of these individual areas for quite a long time and we could have a whole conversation just about green steel or or leather replacements or or bioplastics and things. But we're gonna run out of time. So I wanna ask you sort of two closing questions. And and one of them is around where we are on this journey. So if the journey towards a Fully circular economy car is step 10 on a ladder. Where are we now? And, and where, is you, where is BMW on, this, on that ladder?
2: So I think you need to differentiate whether you're talking about CO2. I think there we are very far on our way of decarbonizing and we also know how to do it. So I think there we're maybe at seven or eight because the, the way is clear. I think for circular, it's much more difficult because we depend on the material flow. Going into, um, into our cars. So, we need the quality of the steel, that, of the secondary steel that we can put in our cars, that we can be sure that it's, it, it meets our quality criteria. And we also need to have the quantity and have an assurance that we get that quantity. And that's actually the biggest issue when, when it comes to circular. We can decide a circular car, design a circular car right now, and we can also build it right now. But we can't put it in series because the materials just are not there. And I think there we need a much more stable material flow. We need better sorting technologies at the moment. A car, an air conditioner, a fridge, everything is put into one shredder. And what comes out of this shredder is not a very clean material. And as long as we have that kind of sorting technologies, it's going to be very hard to reach higher secondary material quotas for an industry that has the highest standards in terms of quality. So what goes out of our cars actually ends up in the cement and in the, in the, in the building industry. So it's going to be uh, steel for the building sector, for the construction. So that's downcycling. So when you wanna close the loop in your own industry, we need a much better sorting
3: technology. So we're further along on the CO2 journey, but some of the stuff around getting second life materials back into the vehicles is, is further back for Absolutely. a few a few rungs further down the ladder. Yes. So the last question I wanted to ask is just if there was one thing on this topic, you've been working on this for many, many years. And that perspective, that those many years give you a different perspective. Is there one thing you would think everyone should watch in the year ahead where you think it's going to, we're going to see a big movement or just one thing you think people should watch around around I, circular economy? and?
2: I, I, I don't think that there's one thing. I think what we see is that the movement is kind of everywhere and it's very hard to predict where the change is going to be very fast in the next year. Just to give you a story from our company that I actually experienced in my everyday life is our canteen, which was extremely meat dominated some years ago. And now there's like out of four meals that you get there every day, three out of them usually are vegetarian. And it's not that it's a crazy chef that thinks we need to eat vegetarian, but the cues at the vegetarian lines are much, much longer, actually. And that's something that has changed only in two years. Mm-hmm. And it didn't come from above or anybody telling us to eat differently. So I think watch out for the change in your communities and, and what's going on there and, and keep your eyes open. I think you're going to see things that you would not have thought about.
3: Well, thank you, Irina, for a fascinating discussion. We've covered everything from. Biodiversity and, and leather alternatives to, to green steel part supply, managing this transition from an automaker perspective is challenging, but it's great to see groups stepping up to the challenge and pushing this topic forward.
4: Today's episode of Switched On was edited by Rex Warner of Greystoke Media. Bloomberg NEF is a service provided by Bloomberg Finance LP and its affiliates. This recording does not constitute nor should it be construed as investment advice, investment recommendations, or a recommendation as to an investment or other strategy. Bloomberg NEF should not be considered as information sufficient upon which to base an investment decision. Neither Bloomberg Finance LP nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this recording, and any liability of this recording is expressly disclaimed.